So uh, I wanted to put together, uh, you know, an article on this, and quite frankly, you know, I'm kind of crunched for time. So uh, I thought maybe recording it into a podcast episode might be a good way to kind of put it out there in the universe, and you know, when I have the appropriate um, amount of time to dedicate to it, I can uh, sit down and actually write something and cite some studies and do some think backs and stuff like that but you know lately uh I feel like I've been having a similar conversation with several athletes uh there in the gym and so uh you know the main reason I wanted to put this down is uh you know somebody out there needs to hear this and uh you know whether it's you or not you know uh, it's something you can listen to and carry with you and and uh you know maybe you'll be a you'll find yourself in a season where you know it's something you can recall and uh it'll help you out so maybe you won't stumble as as hard as you know I did or some of the rest of us but um the longer the more time that I spend in this industry specifically this niche area of strength sports whether we talk powerlifting or strongman or weightlifting or uh you know whatever competitive sport you know you might be dabbling in right now um the more burnout that I tend to see with athletes and uh sure some of that is just natural attrition you know everybody has a shelf life people go through seasons you know sometimes this is a thing where you wanted to try it out and uh you just feel like it's run its course and you find something uh, that's more entertaining that's something that uh you really like more uh there's a different aspect to it and and that's fine um but there's a portion of us that kind of hit this bump in the road at some point where uh, we start to kind of doubt ourselves and we start to kind of spiral down this, uh, you know, sludge of, uh, is it time for me to go away? Is it time for me to give this up? Is it, you know, am I no longer good at this? And, you know, more often than not, the reason that people tend to start feeling this way is very uh, simple to identify uh, and it's much more difficult to actually work through. So today we're, I'm just going to kind of help you identify it. Um, if you are tying your performance on competition day to your value as an individual you're doing this all wrong you know nobody in in this gym you know nobody really there's not very many in the world uh can call themselves professional strength athletes and when i say professional i mean that is your job uh oftentimes even elite level uh strength athletes are not professional they may do this full-time quote-unquote but when I say professional I mean that is your job this is how you put food on the table and put a roof over your head you have sponsorships and I don't mean sponsorships in like the matter-of-fact way of don't forget to you know use my code and get 10% off on shipping kind of thing I mean like like Thor you know Thor has a vodka company that sponsors him uh, you know, he has a job 
because of what he's done on the platform to play the mountain on Game of Thrones. He is a professional strongman. And anything that falls below that is not a professional anything. Um, you know, obviously there are pro cards, but that's how they identify divisions within the company of Strongman Corporation. Same thing goes for like elite level power lifters. There's not very many that can say I am a professional power lifter. You even look at a guy like Ray Williams, who arguably is one of the greatest power lifters who's ever walked on this planet. And he still has a day job. He is still working on his education. And so truthfully, you know, he's not a professional power lifter either. Um, you know, cause he has to have a day job to pay his bills. Powerlifting doesn't pay his bills. Um, and so when you take a, the first step back and say, uh, you know, whatever I do on competition day or whatever I do in the gym is not how I will identify myself or the value that I see in myself. You'll start to notice that a lot of the pressure and the stress of training starts to dissolve because it's very unrealistic to say, uh, you know, based on how I perform this weekend at this competition or based how this training day goes, my life is going to change. It's not, you know, even if you were to walk into, you know, uh, the most elite level, you know, weightlifting, powerlifting, strongman competition in the world and you win that thing. There is a 99.999% chance Monday morning, maybe Tuesday morning, you're going back to work just like the rest of us, um, right? And, and, and so you cannot put yourself in a position to uh, apply all this internal pressure, all this manifested external stresses uh, on, you know, your performance with a barbell, like just for a second there think about how that how that's so unrealistic it's completely uh you know not in line with the way you should be viewing yourself and i don't say that to invalidate your feelings the feelings that you have inside they're they're your feelings they're real right but the way you arrive to those emotions the way you arrive and you make those connections to those feelings you know, they're not correct, right? Um, and so, you know, you can take a further step back, a second step and say, truthfully, if I miss or fail, you know, on competition day or, you know, in this training session, whatever you may be referencing, is, you know, my significant other going to love me less? No. Will my kids love me any less? No. Will my life change in any significant manner? No. Right? So you can't, uh, you know, think of every single competition or training day or rep or set as this end-all, be-all that's going to move you up or down, you know, some sort of imaginary socioeconomic hierarchy. Uh, that's not the way things work. Truthfully, we are all people who happen to dabble in strength sports. It is something that we do. And it is a part of who we are, but it doesn't define our value by any means. Um, 
if you start to head down that road of assigning a value on your performance to who you are, then what starts to happen is this thing that you found, this beautiful strength sport that you compete in that used to be a source of happiness for you, that used to be the best part of your day to be able to go in the gym and be excited about what your body can do, it starts to turn and it starts to become a, a, a source of stress, right? And so what used to be play now becomes a chore. And what eventually becomes a chore, you believe to become work, right? But wor- what is work? Work is exchanging, you know, time for money. That's what work is. And since there's no monetary value assigned to your lifts, uh, you know, that's unrealistic. And so you have to really back out and, and say, you know, my time in the gym, my time on the platform, my time, you know, at a competition, that's when I get to display and, and play with the rest of my friends. Um, you know, it's, it's a sad thing for you to take something that, um, you know, used to bring you so much joy and you reduce it to its, you know, skeletal remains and it becomes this just nasty source of anxiety and stress in your life and you don't want to go down that road, you know, um, you know, and let's keep, let's keep walking this backwards a little bit more. You know, I've been fortunate, you know, over the past six, seven years to have built, you know, great relationships with lots of people in the industry. You know, I've been able, you know, if you scroll through my phone, you know, I'm in a unique position that I never thought I would be in 10 years ago where I can, you know, you know, call Chad Wesley Smith and ask him a question. I can, you know, call Mark Ripito and ask him a question. I can, you know, call up Andrew or Nick, uh, Andrew Triana or, or Nick Hage and ask them a question. And so, you know, I've been fortunate enough to work with a lot of individuals. And last year we hosted the Performance Vibe, which is the company that uh, Andrew Triana and Nick Hage own. And uh, one of the things that really stuck out to me, because I was kind of having a difficult time last year, I, I make no secret of that, is when Nick was addressing the audience, he referenced a, um, a study done. And, uh, you know, I don't have obviously a link on my uh, in front of me right now or the ability to even cite the exact study. But, uh, you know, basically, uh, there was a study done on chimpanzees or monkeys. And uh, they measured uh, the levels of dopamine in their head. And, uh, you know, if you don't know, you know, dopamine is one of the chemicals that your brain produces, your body produces that, you know, uh, brings happiness and joy. And uh, they measured the levels in monkeys. And then they taught them that if you pull this lever on this apparatus, food came out. And so they measured the dopamine levels and they noticed that, hey, they went up. It's not a shocker. So to take the study uh, uh, another step, they said, we're going to randomize whether or not the levers release food or not. So they did that. And so the monkeys would pull on the levers. Sometimes food comes out. Sometimes nothing comes out. And what they noticed is that the dopamine levels in the monkeys did not change 
uh, whether it was not that the levels of the dopamine in the monkey's heads did not change uh, whether food fell out of the apparatus or not. And so when you think about that, that means that the uh, monkeys were releasing dopamine based on the uh, action of pulling the lever, right? And so it's not the reward per se that provides this, you know, spike of happiness. It's, it's the action. And so if we apply those same principles to humans and we say, you know, a trophy or a medal or, you know, competition day is the reward, then everything you do to get there is the process and it's the lever, right? So you have to find the joy in the more mundane day-to-day activities in order to really reap the benefits to prepare you for competition. If you get lost and you only focus on the competition day, you're, you're going to miss out on you know, two, three, sometimes four months worth of training. And it's not going to go as well. And if you're able to get, you know, five, ten percent more out of yourself for two, three, four months, imagine how much better the competition day will go. And you're saying, well, you know, you know, you might have questions and all that, but just anybody who's competed and is listening to this thing right now, just close your eyes for a second. And I want you to think about um, the last time you competed. Uh, we'll use you know a, a deadlift because everybody deadlifts um, as the example, and just think about what it felt like at the very end of the competition. Whether you got first, second, third, fourth, fifth doesn't matter. Uh, you know you were given a pat on the back, a handshake, good job, whatever that may have been. And now you know, still with your eyes closed, just think about that one event or two events or whatever it may be in your head that you excelled at and think about how you felt in that moment when the crowd was yelling and screaming and the whole room was going crazy and and you did something you've never done before and now think about how you felt in that moment right that that energy you felt swelling inside your body Right, you were like, holy shit, I've never done anything like this before. I'm so proud of myself. I'm so happy right now. And now compare it to the metal. They're not even close to each other. Right? And so you, you can see right there in that example that the process, the individual process living in that moment far exceeds any kind of re- reward, any kind of, you know, man-made you know piece of jewelry or trophy that quite honestly most of us are going to hang on the back of our doorknob or throw it into our closet or maybe up on the shelf somewhere to collect dust right that thing's going to go away the memories you built the way you felt in those moments they never go away and so if you're feeling right now like it's time and you need a break or you're feeling burnt out and you feel like maybe this isn't for you anymore, I would caution you on going down that road until you assess how you are measuring your worth, not only as an athlete,
as an individual. And so once you're able to make that determination and that separation, if need be, you know, we can start to have a whole different conversation because again, there's no reason to think that your performance as an athlete has anything to do with your value as a human being. So I'll leave you with that tonight. I think I'm going to try and get some sleep now, but I wanted to go ahead and get that out in the universe. And again, you know, if uh, this is something that you need to hear, then hopefully it helps you out. And if you uh, don't, then, you know, maybe these words will be something you can carry with you and possibly help out somebody down the road. So I'll talk to you guys later.